ammo. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and we are on the Infinite Ammo Syndicate podcast, episode 30. Newly announced RPGs. Now, there were a lot of RPGs that were announced sometime last month. I'm talking Final Fantasy news, Dragon's Quest, etc. So we're here to talk about all that shit and give our opinions. My name is Renegade Operative. I am the host, and I like to introduce Mr. AK Austin. Uh, hello, it's me, AK Austin. I think this is my first time on this part of the chat for once. I'm always on the Horror Discord, so yeah, it's uh, good to be here. And I'm uh, going to be talking probably my, one of my favorite of all time game genres, which is RPGs. And I'm excited to talk about the news later. Next up is Andre. Howdy y'all, it's me, Andre B. Ben. We are going to be talking about all kinds of greatness today, some upcoming RPGs that people have been clamoring for, like, I'd say the past couple of years. And yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Considering his name on Discord, I have to intro it this way. Mr. Engelbert Fingerdick, please introduce yourself, good sir. This is Engelbert, also go by Rocker. Yeah, this is my first time being on a, on the podcast and everything. I've just recently joined. Yeah, there's a lot of good shit coming up, and I'm excited for quite a few of them. Oh, well, same here, man. Same here. I cannot wait until next year. Even this year, it has some pretty good shit. Next up is Mr. Infernal Dragon. What's up, y'all? Uh, Goddamn, 2022 is the year of the RPG. My freaking wallet is just staring at me with a look of content right now. Lanos? Oh, I'm going to agree. This is a year of RPGs, even though they may not come out this year. But my God, there's so many that make me so excited. As we were like sort of bantering about that Legend of Dragoon remake that should happen, but it's not happening. But I I won't. Why won't it happen, Sony God? And last... I know why, but I'm not saying anything. Well, well last but not least, Mr. Kaneki, go right ahead. Listen, the only RPG I care about is FF7 Part 2. Sephiroth in your party? Yeah, uh, that's my $70 gone. Uh, look, it'll happen one day, someday. And also, Sephiroth is pretty hype, but... I guess we're gonna get right to it with all these questions here. So the first thing we need to talk about is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, we're gonna we're basically gonna start by giving the baton to Austin, and then we're gonna go down the list. Try to give your point on uh, Rebirth as that sort of occurred. See if it goes through fine. <laughs> I am very sorry about that, everyone. But um, let's get this started. So talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and my thoughts on this announcement. I am beyond excited. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and watching certain people's playthroughs of that game actually made me want to play the original, and I did. And FF7 Original is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. And Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I believe it's an amazing game, and I love what they're going with it, and I already have lots of thoughts of in the future that they're going for and seven rebirth rebirth being announced has been super super exciting the trailer itself is just giving so many hints towards what they're trying to do and it might be misleading or not i'm very excited we have zach 
in the trailer predominantly. I'm excited to what they're going to do with him. If he's going to be a side main character, is he going to be a separate timeline, which is very much possible. They talk about the past and the present, but what's going on in the future if we're going to change things, because there's many theories about the whole thing, and I believe in the one about the uh, time of traveling through the live stream, and I am very excited. Uh, other than just excitement, it's very hard to convey thoughts, but I'm, man, just the fact that they're using Unreal for this game, and the fact that they already have the foundation of what they've been doing with Remake is just more exciting news. And I can already tell that this is going to be a whole lot of a journey. And yeah, I'll end it there real quick and I'll move on to the next person. All right, so the next person is Andre. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um... From what I've seen of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I am very excited for this because actually recently I started replaying Seven Remake. Um, I was mixed on the game initially in 2020. I wasn't really feeling some of the plot changes and like how the game was paced, but recently replaying it, I started to warm up to it a lot more. I'm actually all for the story changes because I'm really curious on how they're going to handle Zack in this game. Like, if Zack is going to be, like, a playable character, because I know for one thing in the trailer, it showed Cloud and Sephiroth walking in Nibelheim, so it's really implied that there's going to be this alternate universe where, like, Cloud's going to have Sephiroth on his party firsthand and, like, experience what was going on. And another thing that also really got my attention about is, like, um, uh, how they'll handle, like, certain characters like Vincent and Yuffie, because, um, UV was in the Integrate DLC, but unfortunately it was only available on PS5. I know it's on PC now, but for people who have a PS4, unfortunately, well, hope you guys can get a PS5 because it's worth it. But anywho, um, as for Vincent, I would really love them just to take um, his gameplay from Dirge of Cerberus because I know that game has a lot of problems, but you can sort of take gameplay from an AA game and make it better in a, in a much better game and like, you know, Vincent transforms all the monsters and uses, like, his guns, you know. Give him, like, I don't know, take, like, Dante's gunslinger stuff and Double May Cry and really go all out with him. Um, but, yeah, no, I am very excited for Rebirth, and, um, yeah, I just cannot wait. I know it's probably going to be a while till we get there since it's coming out, like, end of 2023. But, yeah, but we got a lot of good content, so, yeah. So it is Rocker's turn. Rocker, what do you think about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Well, there's a lot of a lot I really want to say about it. A, I'm truth be told, I'm a bit of a Final Fantasy newbie when it comes to the games. I mean, I've played three, seven, a little bit of ten here and there, but I myself could never really get into it. But with the remake and everything, it actually brings a little bit more to the uh, more to the table with the updated graphics, different different what you call different uh, controls and all that. I'm personally, I got I hope I wish nothing for the best for the series, but the only real thing that kind of gets me is they had to split the seven remake up into multiple 
parts and everything, which kind of irked me a little bit, but I can understand where they're coming from because it's going to be massive. I mean, look at the graphics alone. That there is one of the reasons and everything. Let's see. It being a PS5 exclusive, I can for now, PS5 exclusive for now. I can see that happening. It's kind of like the time, like timed exclusives and everything, but it is what it is. That's really all I've got to say. I'm only thing I'm really excited for is just seeing gameplay and the graphics, truth be told. And just to sort of slightly add on that last part, it is probably likely is going to come to PC anyway, because that's what happened with the first one. So there is that, but it is looking grim for other consoles because Remake 7 still isn't on Xbox. So there, there is that. Uh, but I have to give the turn to Mr. Inferno since I'm sure he's excited to talk about Rebirth. Give me that sauce. <laughs> I had to get the joke out at least <laughs> once. And Ren, yeah, you're right. Uh, I've been waiting for the second part for the better part of two fucking years now. I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic because we didn't really see much gameplay, as was mentioned before. But ever since the ending kind of fucked me up with the whole Zack thing, that's what I'm like, all right, you son of a bitch, where's my sequel? <laughs> I want to see this now. I want to know what the hell you fuckers are doing, what you're planning. What what was all that shit? That's uh, yeah, and uh, I agree. It's Sony clearly paid them a little extra, so once again, have a time to exclusive. Exclusive. I can't fucking talk today. Even though PS5 still sucked to come by, it's like, hey, we're gonna make an exclusive to our console. Too bad you can't buy it. But that's another topic. Uh, but yeah, Squares, when it comes to announcements, I will say, has been knocking it out lately with all this crap. So I'm waiting, Square. I want my gameplay demo, and I want it soon. Although don't rush it out, you fuck, because I know what you're up to. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Next. Next is Lanos. Lanos, what do you think of this trailer and the premise of uh, Rebirth? Uh, for Final Fantasy VII, I am super excited. I, I was a fan of remake though. Like it, for it being in just Midgard, it like it made sense. Like you can keep it all encapsulated. And I'm actually a fan of the plot changes because if you're going to do a remake, don't do it beat for beat. Make those changes because you have this ability to be able to do that. So I'm super excited to see what they're going to be doing with this. I'm especially getting rid of the plot ghost like. There's so much things they can do with it. And it looks like what they're doing is fairly interesting. I have some current theories of what they're going to be doing, but, you know, we'll really see what happens. But just being able to see Nibelheim's, like, incidents or, like, any of these different things happening is going to be really, really nice in the new engine. And I'm really glad they're finally using the Unreal Engine because so we don't have to have delays for, like, six years, like 15 uh, No, that one was longer. But still, we don't have to see that anymore. We can actually see gameplay changing and them actually moving forward with this. And this looks really, really, really good. I, I, I'm excited. 
Kaneki, it's your turn. How do you feel about Rebirth? I feel a lot of things. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel like I'm about to release a huge one, but that's a different story. But, uh, yeah. From what I played of the remake and how they're going to go with it in the sequel, they got they got my uh, 70 bucks for the sequel, especially how they're going to handle Sephiroth when we saw from that trailer, like he is finally in your party. Will they handle it like from the original or will they have a twist? I really don't know, but I am really excited. And that's all I had to say. Alright, so I'm gonna go real quick. I am fucking pumped for this game. I actually liked uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake with the combat and everything, and to expand on Sephiroth, I assume he's gonna have some crazy combos and moves when you do that, like, Nibelheim segment. So I'm kind of looking forward to dropping a meteor on someone's head. If that's possible, that's gonna be a very swell time for me. I think this game being PS5 exclusive for now, of course, you know, Sony's going to dip their money in and make their decision for killer apps. Uh, a lot of people might be felt left into the dust, but honestly, these crazy business decisions, they're going to keep happening. I really do hope, though, that and, and some people saying that this game is going to possibly slip into 2024 because I saw that winter is really not over at the end of December. So that is a possibility. But either way, I want them to take their time and I'm very excited on how they're going to do uh, the story now because the arbiters of time are apparently just gone now. But I think Zack is still going to be present. And of course, they're talking in the trailer saying that it's five years later. Uh, so now I'm thinking to myself, has Zack been in that world for that long? And what has he experienced since in the original? He's pretty much dead and he's a catalyst to continue Cloud's story. And now Cloud has his buddy back. So that could offer up some emotion. But I do think that what's going to happen is characters who were slated to die might still die but in different ways or later on that's what i'm expecting and it seems like they're gonna set something up like that because we saw flashes of Aerith in that trailer and i'm like i think her fate is gonna be a little bit different but i would prefer she still gets you know a little stabby stab by sephiroth um i am super pumped for this it looks amazing it looks great and the yuffie dlc adding on to the combat and doing her moves i assume that was a little taste when she's like finally invited into your party that's going to be like stellar so i can't wait for that too um so we're going to move on to the next one that we have which is them having a third entry apparently we saw this with the blocked out logo where it said there's another final fantasy after this and the name is unknown so Andre, we're gonna start off with you. We're gonna change it up a little bit. What do you think the name will be? And what do you think the final point to the saga will be with the next game? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Ren. Okay, personally, how I look at it and considering how, like, it's... Okay, so part one's a remake, right? Part two's Rebirth. Part three, I think it's gonna be Resolution. And there's, and I have a theory. I feel like with since remake is its own thing that, like, for the most part, like, part one followed the original game up to a T till the very end, right? Rebirth essentially is, like, an entirely new timeline. And it's really its own thing. 
And they're going to keep building up to that till part three, which is resolution, which is likely going to end that new timeline. So I feel like it all really checks out. And I'm actually really curious on how, especially with um, how the chat is going, like what Lano said that, I don't know who knows about Zach. He probably could just maybe from an alternate dimension, who knows, but I feel like the whole trilogy is probably going to wrap up till I want to say 2027. Cause remember that's um, by then that'd be like the 30th anniversary of the original final fantasy seven. So that's like pretty much five years away. So it's quite a while, but, but yeah, until then we, um, yeah, I feel like resolution is going to be the proper name for it, but it could be anything else. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I guess to go real quick before I let Kaneki go, I agree with resolution. I think ending it right there and considering it's going to be the last game for this new series, it totally makes sense. So I agree with Andre, unless anyone else has any uh, interjections for that. We're going to switch to Kaneki. Do you think it's going to be the final title for resolution or you think different? Um, I, I think it might be a bit different than just resolution. I mean, with the way they're going with the story, my thing is they'll probably have part three where it's like, uh, what was that Final Fantasy VII movie called? Children something? Avid Children? Avid Children, yeah. I think they're going to have something like that, but they're going to obviously have to change the name because they probably don't want to name it Avid Children. But I think to a degree it's going to be something like that for the third title. And it's going to have Advent Children written all over it. I'm ass- assuming uh, they don't go with what we think we're gonna, they're going to go with in part two. Lanos, That's all. Lanos what about you? What do, what do you think the name is going to be? Um, I, honestly, it's probably Resolution, but I kind of like want them to go with more Reawakening. Because if you also think about it, it is Sephiroth screwing with the timeline. And that means Genova is also going to be part of this. So it might be just more reawakening of trying to avoid the whole holy thing. Spoilers, but the game's old as hell. Um, and just trying to mitigate that. So part of me is like, eh, it might be reawakening. Hmm. You know what? Inferno, do you agree with this or you think it's going to be something different? Uh, n- <laughs> Knowing the naming conventions of a team headed with Namora up there, it could be a lot of things. But maybe it could, it could really be anything. But maybe with the whole like live stream theming regeneration, you never know. Engelbert, what do you think? Think about what. Sorry, I was uh, answering a text. We were talking about the potential name for the final entry of this new Final Fantasy trilogy, and right now it is currently unknown, but the team is kind of playing up on that. So we were asking people, what do you think the name is going to be in terms of the naming convention? Because it's like remake, rebirth, and then the next one. Any thoughts? Are you there? Honestly, I honestly got no idea because I haven't really paid much attention to the to the trailer. I mean, I've seen the trailers. I've heard news here and there, but my mind's been a little bit elsewhere when it comes to Final Fantasy. 
That's fair enough. Uh, I think this was... Yeah, this was in the trailer, but it was, like, briefly touched upon. Sort of like a mission plan. They were like, this is the game you're getting next, and then we have one final other one. So it's all fun speculation at the end of the day for that one. Last but not least, we got Austin. What do you think the name's going to be, buddy, based on the thematics and plot alone? All right, so... I'm not trying to sound crazy, but I have a huge five-head theory about the name. So you know how the first game is called Remake. What does it mean by a remake? You take something that was already made and you redo it. Think about what's going on in the background and in the plot lines of Final Fantasy VII Remake. What is Sephiroth doing? He is trying to remake the timeline to where he wins before, before Advent Children. So what he's doing... He is remaking the world. He is remaking events. Second game is called Rebirth. What does Rebirth mean? It's te- it means that something's being born again. Something that's being changed. Something that's being again. In essence, what is Sephiroth doing in the second game? He's going to be reborn with the black materia that Cloud gives him at, at the end of the, of the actual game. Spoilers, but old game. This is all pretty uh, standard right now. So... My five-head theory is, for the last title, thinking about the whole Sephiroth thing, I think it's going to be titled Final Fantasy VII Revival. Sephiroth is going to be revived at the end of the game, and very much, (laughs) very much is what I'm thinking. It's either going to be Revival, Reawakening is very good, I like that too. Revival, Rejuvenation, and Regeneration, and all that stuff. I'm going to lean, because since Reunion's been taken by Crisis Core, so you kind of have to rule that out, unfortunately, which, even though that would have been pretty perfect for the third. I think Final Fantasy VII Revival is what's going to be the third title, just based off the whole theme of Sephiroth remaking, rebirthing, and essentially being revived again at the end. So that is how I I see it, and I'm... Name eventually... And I'm excited to know what they're going to choose. Speaking but of... That is, that is my theory. I'll let you guys sit with that. Speaking of Crisis Core, that game's getting a remaster, and this goes into the next question of how do people feel about Crisis Core coming out this year being remastered? So, Austin, since we're going back down the list, it is your turn to sort of give your opinion on this. I'm starting. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. I starting then? Yep. Alrighty. So, question number three. Crisis Core is getting remastered that's coming out this year called Crisis Core Reunion. Alrighty, so, I've... Somebody who didn't know much about Crisis Core until very recently and was pretty much enthralled by the actual story of Crisis Core. You know, there's some character dialogue and choices that are questionable. I am glad, though, that, um... That it's... It's a remaster slash not a remake because they're re they're redoing a lot of things, but in the same original vein as it originally came out. So it's going to have the exact same storyline, the exact same plotline, the exact same pretty much the exact same dialogue. They might change a few words. I'm not. Sh- I I'm trying to remember what I read about the interviews about it, but it's uh. Original voice acting not being there kind of sucks because some of the original voice actors is kind of sad they're not there. But 
having the remake Zach, which is I really love the remake Zach's voice, and Angeal and Sephiroth, even yes, Gact being Genesis, a bit uh, worrisome because of the whole uh, past of Gact and how he's kind of this weird shithead that just recites fucking all these plays of ye and old. It just talks about the apple of Eden in some other ways. Weirdo. Big fucking weirdo. I'm still excited to see the gameplay changes like they announced where it's going to be more smoother, which is the biggest complaint about Crisis Core other than some story elements and character elements. The gameplay is very sluggish. Uh, prompts and actions when you're attacking are delayed. It was kind of not the best polished game in terms of performance. I'm very excited to see... Uh, what they do in Crisis Core Reunion, like, I do have to use Reunion, man. Like, that shit's so weird. And it's, and because they said it's going to be in line with the actual remake game. So I'm excited because I know they're going to keep it to where this is what happens. Zack's going to die. Going to happen. And we might get an end credit scene that's going to be different. So I am, my theory about it is that we're going to see something about uh, rebirth and all this shit. I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm just remembering the trailer, and I've seen the comparisons of the trailer with the old shit. And my god, the differences are insane, and I can't wait for it. I'm gonna be wholeheartedly excited for it. I believe it's a, it's the end of the year when it's coming out, if I remember correctly. Yeah, excited next, for it. Next up is Andre. What do you think about Crisis Core? Um, I am going Gan Gaga for it. Oh, know, fuck. I can't wait. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, I have not played Crisis Core since, like, I want to say middle school, like 2008 to 2009, around that. That was, like, the last time I played on my PSP, which was eons ago. And, like, but everything I've seen so far looks really good. Um, Gameplay-wise, it hasn't really aged the greatest because, well, it was on a PSP. You know, it was kind of, it was a little jank kind of stiff, but them using, like, remakes combat as, like, a base is, uh, it's a good idea, yeah. Uh, as for story, it's, I feel like it's really not going to change too much besides really, maybe they'll change around some dialogues. I know they, because when I heard the game is going to be, like, fully voiced, so they're going to, like, have, um, so they're gonna have like fully voiced dialogue. Um, I know for a fact they're bringing back the remake voice actors, like um, like what um, Austin said about Zach's VA coming back, and um, Brianna White is coming back as Aerith. Uh, I know for uh, several that's the remake actor. So since that's the case, then I'm pretty sure Cody Christian, who was a uh, Cloud and Seven remake, is also gonna return because uh, he was a big part of that game. But um. Yeah, I know besides that, that's all I can really say. Um, some people say the game's coming out, like, 2024. My best guess, it's probably going to be, like, December 2023 at the least. So I don't think we have to wait really too long. So it's not too far away. We'll, we'll likely get a release date, like, at Tokyo Game Show or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not, it's not going to be way too long before that one comes out, but... Uh, Mr. Engelbert Rocker, what do you think about Crisis Core being announced to have a remaster? I'm personally all for it. I 
I never really played the original back when it came out, but I was heavily interested in it because it gives you a look at some of the that a different character. I, I do believe Zach. Am I right on that one? Yes. All right. But yeah, it's nowadays all you see really is in the Final Fantasy games, it's like the mainline characters, like Cloud, fucking to even though I hate to utter the name, Titus and all that. Even Lightning from the light the is it third one of the newer final newerish Final Fantasies. But see how it's getting a remake, I'm actually kinda excited for. Because, I mean, back in the day when it first came out, I bought it thinking, hey, I'd give it a try. But the PSP that I had at the time was a POS and didn't play very well. So I just ended up having to sell it. But now that we got a remake, I'm all for it. It'll give me a chance to try an old game that I was interested in. Yep, that is the best sort of solution. If I, I like when they bring back an old game that like not many people have played, and it gives them the second opportunity to try to hop in as fast as possible. But we're gonna pass the baton to Mister Infernal Dragon. So, what do you think about Crisis Core Remaster? Activating combat mode. Oh God. It it needed it bad like crisis core when you go back to the actual game on psp is uh spit rough around the edges when you really look back at it uh it didn't age the best and it felt kind of slow which i'm glad it's fixing i'm glad the combat is being sped up more off the basis of seven remakes combat it needed it that badly and keeping the slot machine i think was a a good compromise it's like hey look at that you, you get to keep your favorite there Nomura and, and now we can actually have a more easy way to tell the origin story of what the fuck happened before Cloud's sp spiky haired ass came into the fray with his other spiky haired ass predecessor and I'm just wondering how many more hearts are going to break by that ending and then immediately want their tears back when they see that it leads into 7 Remake. Uh, but th thank God. And hell, it's even coming to, like, every major console, if I'm remembering right? Yes. Like, even freaking, like, Switch owners are gonna get to play this fucking thing? Like, damn. But I can see why. Crisis Core is just a lot smaller of a game, even when you're remaking it from the ground up. So, hey, look at that, Switch owners. You get your 7 ex Remake experience after all. I wanted to laugh so hard at that, but I, I <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't keep it together. But, uh, <laughs> well, Lanos, uh, it is your turn. What do you think of the Crisis Core remaster? I agree. This game has really been needing it because, I mean, it was on the PSP. It like for it to be in new generations makes sense, and the revamping and remastering just makes sense for this game. So I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't agree. I think Square's going to screw with it, though. I, they have so many plans for Rebirth. I would not be surprised if they don't do anything for the majority, but they're just going to do something at the end just to screw with the timeline a little bit, just so it fits a little bit better. They they have the chance they're going to do it. They say they weren't going to do that, but they also said they weren't going to do that with Remake, and we saw what happened. 
they pulled a last minute like what uh so that's my current running theory but i think it especially with a new system and a new like um revamp i think it really will work better especially it looks like they're going to add just a little bit more like it's not just visuals they're going to be upping some of the combat system too from what i could see from the trailer so it's going to run smoother and the fact that it's going to be on most systems is what square when when do you start doing this when do you start giving goodwill i i know i'm speaking out of turn for that but i'm just like what but yeah i'm super excited for it Kaneki, it is your turn. What do you think about Crisis Core Remaster? I'm actually very excited, considering I never played the original, throughout, even throughout the, after the PSP lifespan. I never even gave it a chance to try it, but I am actually very excited for how they're doing the Crisis Core Remaster. Even if the graphics are from, from build-up, and they're going to adjust the combat a little compared to the original. Um, I'm actually surprised that it's coming out on all systems, not just uh, your main uh, PS4, Xbox, and PC. No, this is also coming out on the Nintendo Switch. That's going to be crazy. I wonder how that's going to run on the Switch. But no Stadia? <laughs> but no, I am very excited for this game. <laughs> Fuck Stadia. That's all I got to say. Uh, well, I I can't wait for the Nintendo Switches to melt. That's going to be interesting. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but this is good. This is all good news for Crisis Core Remaster. I did play the original, and I'm kind of glad that they are changing the combat because from what I remember correctly, if you did an attack, it was like basically a status command in real time, which felt wonky in my opinion compared to like remake 7 and i i didn't like that so i'm glad that if they at least get it in tune with remake 7 i will be very thrilled at that quality of life improvement i i, I don't believe square either when they say oh we're not changing any story related content of course they changed the buster sword being like <laughs> a different color but i i don't i don't believe them because one they call this game reunion two they clearly are using voice actors from final fantasy remake with Earth, and then there's the fact that zach is still alive this is the perfect opportunity to sort of change things and show hey at the end we have a cutscene where he's walking around and he's not dead so i i i think that is a load of baloney i don't believe him for a second i expect some in cutscene to alter things and then it's going to lead into tying into the new remakes as we progress from there which is fine you know that's totally fine i just wish they weren't so coy about that i can't wait i want to see more gameplay news and information drop hopefully later at tokyo game show which i am speculating as everyone else is and personally speaking i hope that they do have options to give you the original voice acting back but a part of me doubts Please. it yeah a part of me kind of doubts it because they are saying a the entire uh text dialogues are now fully like voice directed so but giving that back to the fans will be nice and if not well people are just gonna mod that on pc and that's gonna be the business anyway i'm done on that question so now we can talk about the hype that is final fantasy 16 
uh we're gonna pass the baton in a different order i'm gonna start with kaneki and then i'll go like last but i'm gonna go upwards from the chat so kaneki what do you think about final fantasy 16 my thoughts about it you you basically making a whole new entry to final fantasy and have it where it plays pretty much like devil may cry in terms of combat you you already saw me like like i said you stole my 70 bucks how dare you square how dare you make an amazing game that i'm gonna be spending on i just can't fucking wait dude the fact that a new entry is not only going back in time with a different story plot but the fact that it's gonna play exactly like dms uh, not exactly like dmc but feels like a dmc kind of game because they got the combat guy working on that i'm pretty excited to see what kind of combos you could do in that game especially maybe uh maybe some infinites where you could cheese the game way through it's gonna be exciting can't wait and that's all i gotta say lano it's your turn uh it's exciting when i saw it i mean it's really ballsy for them to say that it's um only going to be action rpg and you know they're it's like they're going back to the roots but they're also trying to like modernize it which i mean square enix has been moving towards this direction for a long time they've talked about it for a long time that they've been trying to get away from like turn-based but the mere fact that it's going to be rated mature is really interesting to me especially in consideration to what the story is trying to tell also is it me or like a lot of those trailers seem to be very very uh summon focused so i'm trying to figure out where they're gonna go with that uh and it has the like like it's very devil may cry like you could see it just from the way the ui is set up and the way the combat set up but it looks like a really interesting addition into final fantasy but they're also going back to the roots with they're talking about the crystals they're talking about a gigantic war which is their bread and butter so i think it's gonna be really good it looks gorgeous though i that i can't deny all right inferno dragon it's your turn how do you feel about this hype trailer with all these summons and kaiju battles and crazy shit going on kaiju battles i fucking love godzilla shit <laughs> Oh, no, but it actually looks like a real interesting mechanic. I can't wait to see where that actually goes. Uh, please don't suck. But then again, I say that about the entire game. Uh, from the start, I did have some actual faith in this. I mean, not only just the setting, going back to more like a fantasy-style setting, dark, gritty, rated M. I'm noticing Square is starting to do that more with their RPGs. Hell, even the Dragon Quest Twelve. whenever we get information on that in like 10 years, that's going to be a rated M game, and who knows where that's going to go for something as colorful like Dragon Quest. But seeing that the team was Creative Business Unit 3, which is just the fancy name for the 14 development team headed by uh, Yoshi P, the director of not only this, but 14, him having to balance that, I can't even imagine the amount of stress that men must be going through. Like, I really fucking hope he has a good like guava smoothie by the end of all this because jesus christ man get some sleep but i do like seeing that now they got the dmc combat director they're not constricted by having now to make game mechanics that have to be restricted by a multiplayer mechanic 
because they're so used to 14 and they're so used to having to think, okay, how can we have someone play this on their own because they more prefer that experience, but how can we also cram this forced teamwork experience in here? Because as much as like 14 also has its moments, I also don't like the forced like, interaction with some people. I know it's an MMO, but now they finally can just make a single-player experience the way they freaking want to. They can make a story that doesn't revolve around that. They can make a story the way they want to make a story. I wouldn't be surprised if the freaking writer of this was also Ishikawa, who has written the last two expansions of 14, and if anyone knows how to definitely get some reactions out of the Final Fantasy fan base, it's Ishikawa. I don't know what the hell happens with that woman when she gets in front of a paper and a pen or a freaking computer screen with just a blank document and a keyboard, but somehow, someway, she finds a way to do it for several years running. And if it is her, I wouldn't be surprised. But if it isn't, well, I'm still going to be surprised if probably whatever is going to happen there anyway. We got crystals. We got a big war. I am seeing, once again, all the 14 vibes anyway. Same team. Uh, I'm excited. It's, this game is actually a huge, mostly 90 plus percent that I jumped at the PS5 when I got that email from Sony. Ow, my fucking wallet, but hey, I'm ready for them to blow me the fuck away with this game. Do your worst, <laughs> CBU3. I'm fucking ready for you. All right, next up is Rocker. What do you think about Final Fantasy 16 from what you've seen so far with the trailer? From what I've seen with a trailer, I I saw it and I liked it. I'm, I'm personally a sucker for like a good trailer. Because chances are if a game has a good trailer, my ass will buy it. With the uh, giant kaiju monster battles and all that, I'm just like, I'm just wondering how that's going to personally work out. Are you going to take control of Kaiju, or are you going to be issuing it orders and everything? But yeah, I'm, I'm honestly hyped for Final Fantasy 16, though I'm probably not going to be able to play it for a while until I can upgrade my, my laptop or get a better gaming rig or a console or whatever. But yeah, I'm honestly hyped for it. And it's all, but all the text being fully voice acted, that's that's interesting. Because for me, for like all the Final Fantasy games that I've played personally, I'm I've nah, excuse me. I've been more a fan of the like the uh the traditional way of the traditional way it's been. Like it's just been the standard text-based and then like you know, like the grunts and oohs, ahs, and all that being voiced in. I'm honestly not opposed to everything it being fully voice acted. So yeah, I'm honestly excited for it because, like I said, I'm a sucker for a good trailer. If it, like I said, if it's good, chances are I'll buy it. That's really all I got on that. Andre, it is your turn. What do you think of Final Fantasy 16 as the storm approaches with the DMC director? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, so if you're not a fan of the works, peak fiction, raw, goat, fire, 
click off the video. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, Bobby 16 looks amazing, dude. Like, I am super excited for this game. Like, I've been following it since it was, uh, since we got the Awakening trailer in 2020. Like, everything I've seen so far about, like, um, the fact that Ryo Suzuki, the combat director of Double May Cry, is on it. Um, the fact that you literally are just, it's this giant war against with all these summons, and the game is gonna have this really dark, mature story, and everything about it is just really like I'm really digging this game. And uh, one thing that really got my attention is like um, that I do want to bring up is I'm actually kind of glad the game's not open world because I I'm more of a fan of the approach of like. As you play the story, the game kind of like starts to open up, and you get all these like you know these big areas of these interconnected paths. That's kind of how I like really feel about the gameplay. Um, um, aside from that, I really respect that um Yoshi a lot because he's really done a lot for Square Enix in like the last like I want to say decade with fourteen. How that game like had this big turnaround arc from like. It's uh lackluster launch in twenty ten to just being one of the best MMOs in like a very long time and yeah they're really taking their time with it um i know it sucks that the game is coming out like 2023 and some people want it this year but personally if they really keep polishing this game for like the next year and it's even better than the last trailer then then i'm sold i'm getting this game day one i'm just ready man i cannot wait all right, I I saw this in chat, and Austin said he has a lot of details and information. So, buddy, I'm gonna let you fire off. Alrighty, so first off, super fucking excited. Final Fantasy 16 looks fucking awesome, and it's a game I want to play, and I will play on release if I have the ability to. Second of all, a lot of research has co- uh, a, a lot of uh, details have come out through interviews and from translations of people who translated the interviews over on Twitter and deep diving. So you guys talked a lot about the kaiju shit. Well, here is the info that I have to tell you. So main character, I believe his name's Clive, if I remember correctly play his late teens late 20s and 30s is three separate time periods you will play the character in those times you will do more within story the characters around and the world itself however the kaiju battles which are the summons because it is shown that clive is the ifrit holder he's the he's the uh guy who has the uh ifrit uh, summon himself, so that's like his start. That's your starting one is the Efrit, and then you start getting the others, as you saw in the gameplay trailer. You get, you get Shiva, you get uh, Titan, and all of them. However, they in the interviews they've put down and and was translated, and what I've read is that each because every time you fight one of the holders of the summons, I can't I can't remember what they're called. I don't know why I can't remember, but each holder of the summon, there's going to be Clive versus that character battle. So you do like a one-on-one fight with them as Clive. Then as when you beat them, you go into a kaiju battle with them. Every and That's what it seems like. Every time you, you fight one of the holders, the dominants, that's what they're called. Fight the dominant. 
as Clive. And then when you beat them the first time, the second phase of the boss fight happens and you turn into a kaiju battle. In the interviews, each kaiju battle plays fucking different. Kaiju battle will not be the same, is what they've stated. The first one might be like a legit fighting game where you're just going back and forth doing fucking combos. Then another one could be like a like a fucking uh, Panzer Dragoon shooter, essentially. And then one is more of like a uh, like kind of a Sora's Wrath type of fucking game of a kaiju battle. They have stated that every kaiju battle with the summons is going to be different, and there's going to be like finishers and all sorts of crazy shit that is going to happen. Like I highly recommend you guys either look it up yourselves and find even more information but that's one part of it another part is that final fantasy 16 is going to be it is not open world but it's going to be like open world linear where it's just giants like sections and giant zones with side quests and other stuff and you can level up clyde they pretty much announced that you're going to be switching between, from the gameplay standpoint, you're going to be switching through stances, kind of like DMC5. That's why there's a lot of DMC5 influence in this. You're going to, you're pretty much a mix of Dante and like Nero in many ways. You just switch on the fly to do combos. You switch between each dominant because Clive apparently has the ability to fucking eat other summons and use their powers. I don't know the whole story of that. Yeah, Kaiju battles becoming a very cool multi-section uh diff like each kaiju battle is different which is really cool the gameplay is going to be very dmc5 like influenced it's going to be hyper active um apparently they said there is going to be companions and one of the main companions is going to be the dog that's in the trailer apparently yes you will have companions in the game that will aid you at certain times in the game so sometimes you have downtime you might have like a single companion or two is what they were saying talk our thoughts about the gameplay and, and functionality and just the overall world but yeah there's a i had to say this right now it's kind of like a cheap shout out but maximilian dude just covered a lot of this stuff and I got into the stuff, and then I watched his video on it, and he went into a lot of detail of his in, his information. So I highly recommend checking out his video, or just looking in, looking up a lot of the stuff yourself on Twitter, from Square Enix and the directors and all that stuff, and people who translated the interviews. It's very, uh, very interesting to say the least, and I am very excited for this game. And that's pretty much what I have to say about it real quick. Alright, so I guess it's my turn, which I'm going to be brief because that was like a huge information dump, but uh, everything that has been said, I'm all with. Um, the combat director being fucking goaded if he worked on Devil May Cry. The fact that this game is being rated M because I want more blood, violence, darker story, stuff like that. It's not the first Final Fantasy that's been like rated M. I think Type Zero was also like that, but... Uh, a nice mainstream rendition of Final Fantasy being on this level will be interesting for the adult themes and storytelling. And I think um, one point that we have here that people didn't touch on yet is the fact that the reason why it's going to be action RPG is because the director feels like that appeals to a younger audience over turn-based. Now, we've had plenty of discussions on turn-based versus action RPG, in my personal opinion. I don't mind both, but I can see why he said that, because once again, uh, 
DMC combat and all this other stuff and and Neo that is like for the in crowd souls where you're quick and responsive and you're dealing with these enemies on the fly and you have to figure out ways to combat them use proper spells and just you know uh, get your brain out there more and, and pick your brain in real time so I, I don't have a problem with that in the stylistic choices that they're going for and of course the summons look absolutely fucking absurd I can see why this game is gonna probably, you know, do his thing and be the most ridiculous sort of uh, summons of all time because even I thought the summons in the last Final Fantasy for the remake, it was crazy on the PS4 and the fact that it was running fluidly was insane to me. So I, I think with the new technology and next generation is finally here, they're gonna amp that up to the highest degree and I really wanna see all those particle effects and shit going down and doing a power bomb through a building with a kaiju that that's what i really want the the excitement for me is through the roof i cannot wait to play it i know i'm gonna get like hours upon hours of gameplay because it is final fantasy so i am 100 locked in for this when it comes out of summer in 2023 but we're gonna do something different with this next question so this is where the podcast sort of gets a little bit finicky with uh people answering certain things so i'm gonna let lanos go first on the dragon's dogma 2 question and then after that we're gonna sort of uh it's gonna be me and lanos and then we're gonna ask if anyone else wants to chime in and if they say no we can move on to wulong fallen dynasty so they did have a cross stream and announced dragon's dogma 2 while all this shit was happening with final fantasy they were dropping bombs and trailers they also announced that as well on the capcom stream when they did 10 years of dragon's dogma and they just dropped the fact that hey two's coming out so it was like two big role-playing revelations in the same day which i've never seen before until that point so it was kind of crazy in a sense that everything was like coming out but lano so i want to get your opinion what do you know about this information how do you feel and uh your experience on dragon's dogma well, first of all, I know wolves run in packs, so remember that. Um, but I I was excited when it first came out. It was one of the few games that allowed you to really customize what they call a pawn, but like your sidekick, essentially. And then you could rent them out to other people. And the amount of things that you saw when they came back were ridiculous sometimes. But it's a, I think in a more modern system... Uh, especially with it being the second one, I think it will go over really well. And it was one of those few RPGs where they don't tell you when the area that you wander into, it's just not, it's not cut off. Like you can wander into a high level area and just die. And it will not tell you. You just have to learn for yourself. It was very punishing in a way. And it also made me hate goblins so much. So... Capcom being very cheeky when they revealed it with like the like unzipping and just showing Dragon's Dogma. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? This is how you're going to reveal it. <laughs> uh, it did make me excited for it, though. And I think it's one of those games that really, really needs that reimagining and into the newer systems. I think it'll do really well, especially now. And I played the original a lot and it I think it like got remastered just a tiny bit with like Arisen. But it's definitely, definitely one of those games that I think will work really well now, like in a modern day and needs that, like Crisis Core, it needs that revamp and it will play really well with modern audiences. 
but yeah <laughs> I, i'm excited yeah i've played a bit of dragon's dogma and i will say what lano said is true where if you walk into an area you might just see a big ogre walking around saying hey this is my house what are you doing in here uh it's that insane that stuff like that could happen but it is fun intuitive and it has its systems in play uh when you finally get down and actually play it it's a very relatively simple game from what i noticed it is from Insuno, who made deeper complex games like um dmc but i have a feeling that he will take his expertise over the years and fine-tune that for dragon's dogma 2 so when he says this is going to be a huge open world rpg adventure and it's going to have a lot of cool stuff uh expanding on those systems of the first one where it's like a lot of freedom to roaming around and just doing things and getting pawns is going to be interesting one thing that people are kind of wondering about is their incorporation of multiplayer and i assume that they're gonna put that in the sequel because i think the multiplayer for dark arisen was japan only uh because of that other people in the u.s and other places i think could not access it so i i'm curious to see how they're gonna do like co-op and things like that and are they still gonna keep those pawns that people can create the npcs that will sort of be treated as companions uh, i'm very interested to see how that's going to be like mixed and matched if they decide to keep that system or is it just going to be like human ai just like neo neo was a great system to do it where you can sort of summon the ai on the ground if you have like enough a choco cups and you could also do that for the um, player as well if you want someone to drop in and join your game so i assume it's going to be a system like that very excited cannot wait i love asuno's works i'm sure after this he's going to work on possibly dmc but as i said in the past I, I wish this man had a protege to sort of carry on his work just like some of the re directors do where where they're like hey i got this friend here he can he can work on a bunch of stuff while i'm taking a nap somewhere because it is very intense for the workflow uh that being said i'm looking forward to the future and i cannot wait to crack open this game and anything else and suno's working on now we're gonna just ask people do they have any sort of input they want to put in for dragon's dogma or do we skip to question number six uh i got things to say good Alrighty. so i played dragon's dogma i really like dragon's dogma especially darker reason which added a shit ton of shit to it and a lot more better features and updated gameplay aesthetics etc the pawn system was much better dragon's dogma 2 had me very excited. It's going to be pretty awesome, especially in the RE engine. It's going to look fantastic. The monsters are going to look fucking crazy. Everything is going to be really cool. And just on watching the announcement for Dragon's Dama when they did the anniversary and then the reveal, the fucking director, his favorite tabletop game of all time was Dungeons and Dragons. I'm just like, thank God, somebody who gets it. And he made dragon's dama which is essentially a dungeons and dragons game he's made other dungeons and dragons games in the past for capcom he even made the chronicles of mysteria game which i own and play which is super very fucking fun which is an old arcade game if you guys didn't know ah oh, man dungeons and dragons man so cool and i'm so glad that he is so influenced by it to make uh, dragon's dama and you can if you know dungeons and dragons you can see the dungeons and dragons influence in there and the fact that the pawn system 
it just allows for a lot more your own fucking party. You can have your fucking berserker character, you can have your mage, you can have your ranger, you can have your cleric. You can do whatever the fuck you want, and it's like one of the cool things about Dragon's Dogma is the freedom of choice and the freedom of, of exploration. Yeah, you can go to a high-level area and get your fucking uh, ass kicked, but that's the whole point of Dungeons & Dragons is that sometimes you're under-level to fight a fucking dragon. You're under-level to fight this fucking cave of monsters. It happens. It's It's the whole point of a game where you need to get stronger. You need to do lesser quests because you're a fucking nobody. You need to get stronger, and that's how it happens in Dungeons and Dragons. So I am very excited to see uh, more of the in- incorporations of Dungeons and Dragons within Dragons Dogma Two, and on top of that, the many much more added creatures, designs, gameplay style, and many other things. I was a fucking Strider, which is like the assassin rogue ranger, super fucking cool class, very fast, very fun, and probably one of the strongest ones. Other than uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the mage rogue. Can do a lot of cool shit with that. Let's see if they do more class selections, more multi-classing, because that was like the best part of Dragon's Dogma was multi-classing to other stuff and being able to experiment with gear and experiment with abilities and skills and magic. I'm very excited and I cannot wait for the sequel. All right, so we're going to continue to a new IP that got dropped by Team Ninja. And this was crazy because after Neo, you know, there was some wonder and sort of opinions as to where they would go next with their new game. And they're focusing on a Chinese like Three Kingdoms period game called Wulong Fallen Dynasty. Um, I think that the first person that has like some opinions on this is Mr. Rocker. I'm going to let him go and then I'm going to pick the other people out of chat. And then I'll go and then I'll ask who else has any opinions. So, Rocker, what are your thoughts on Wulong? Well, A, for starters, with the trailer, I immediately bust, I just busted when I saw that because it looks beautiful. With like all the, like, with all the other like Koei Tecmo games out there, like your Dynasty Warriors, Warriors Orochi, shit like that, the trailers are amazing. But from what I saw just based on the trailer alone, Having it set in the uh, Three Kingdoms period, I'm just like, ooh, that's that's going to be good. They have a fairly decent knowledge of the Three Kingdoms period from the based on the Dynasty Warriors and Dynasty Warriors games. So I'm excited just based on the trailer itself. But the, once we get some gameplay, ooh, it's it's going to be good. Because like I said, I'm a sucker for graphics no matter what. So yeah, I'm just, like I said, I'm excited because anything, anything set in the uh, three, and it's the, anything set in like the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period for me, it's an automatic, I'm definitely going to get this. It's, it's going to be fun. So I am interested in how like the character system and such is going to work. Are we going to be taking a single character through the game? Are we going to get to have multiple characters? How is the party going to work out? Is it going to be turn-based? Or is it going to be hack and slash like your traditional Dynasty Warriors? Or whatever. 
I'm just, like I said, I'm just excited. It looks good. And that's really all I got for right now. May have more at a later date once we get more information. But for now, that's all I've got. All right. Next up is Mr. Lano. So what do you think about this game after first seeing the trailer, this new IP from Team Ninja? Uh, it It's Team Ninja. So one, it looks incredibly gorgeous. And I mean, it's the same team who brought us like Neo and like Ninja Gaiden. So I also know it's going to be hard as hell because that's just what they do. They make me want to regret fighting, apparently. Uh, but the mere fact that it takes place in the Three Kingdoms period is really, really interesting. I think it's uh, one of their first forays into it. But I, I grew up around like Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Dynasty Warriors, so I'm very familiar with this setting. But I was really interested because if you look at that trailer, they're definitely going a little bit more folklore, but it's, it's almost a little spooky. Just for some of like the monster designs that they're doing with it, which I was very surprised about. Yet not, because if you play Ninja Gaiden and everything else, you can still see some of those kind of similar aspects, or like with Neo. Uh, or Nio, I always feel like I'm mispronouncing it. But I think it's going to be very good, but they also haven't revealed a little... They haven't revealed that much about it, which kind of feels kind of how Team Ninja does it. So I'll, I'll have a greater opinion on it once it's they reveal a little bit more and they start putting a little bit more like gameplay on it, but it looks really good and they do have a good track record. So we'll see what they do with it. All I know is I'm probably going to die a lot because that's just what happens with those games. Mr. Andre, I heard you have some brief thoughts, so I'm going to let you fire off. Uh, gladly. Uh, so we haven't really seen a lot of, we, okay. There's really not much to judge off a trailer. I know it's like taking place during the romance of the three kingdoms, um, that era in history. Um, I do kind of, I think from what I've heard of low, uh, Wolang, I think that's the name, but, um, it's going to be have a lot of action elements. I do kind of hope they downplay the souls elements a bit and just make it like, not like all together, but you know, you get the idea and like sort of do away with the gear system and make it like a strapped action game. They did say they're going to add, like, a jump button, so I'm really curious how that's going to handle, but um, it looks it looks promising. I do need more information, but I feel like we'll get that information pretty soon, so that's all I got to say on the matter. Kaneki, you got any thoughts on uh, Wulong? Uh, pretty much Andre gave out the answer I was going to give it. Hopefully it's not like Neo where you have to rely on gear and more and more be like action, action RPG, or or make it play like uh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, I'm gonna cut in, and then I'm gonna let uh, Inferno go last. I I think that it's gonna definitely be a hard fucking game, and I the fact that they're saying that this is probably gonna be even harder than Ninja Gaiden because they said in their interview this is gonna be the hardest Team Ninja game we ever made. That kind of is intimidating, but at the same time is making me curious as to how that's going to go down. But once again, if they balance it good, if they put out betas just like Neo, because that Neo Alpha was pretty bad before they put out the betas and fixed everything, I think it'd be fine if they listen to that feedback. One thing that I'm also really excited for is the gameplay element of 
if you die is going to impact your strength whether you're strong or weak so i'm wondering how that's gonna go and if that's gonna be like fine-tuned really well because i i hope so i hope it's not like i die and then they just do something that will completely fuck me uh but i want to get stronger i want to learn more so i want to know the consequences of that gameplay element as well as the chinese martial arts um being put into the equation for this game i i like kung fu kung fu is like some of my favorite stuff ever so the fact that they're focusing on that as a gameplay mechanic uh and that you can have different arms and stuff and swords and everything that's going to be quite insane once they get it right um because one of my favorite styles on neo was going barehanded so if they expand on that then do parries and uh, you know knock the enemies out that's going to be some of the coolest shit ever uh i cannot wait and hopefully like it's, it's just one of those things like someone said earlier we definitely need more information because that teaser while it was good it wasn't enough in my opinion so i'm gonna pass the baton to inferno and he can give his brief thoughts on wulong fallen dynasty not gonna lie when i look at it i just think oh dynasty warriors already but <laughs> no, I just I had to because it really does look look like if it was another fucking entry into Dynasty Warriors. I wouldn't mind that. Just they need to make a fucking play like an actual warrior title next time. Uh, but it does look interesting, and to hear it's going to sort of be like Neo. I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic on that because I again I do I did really like Stranger Paradise, and that plays similar similarly, just with more user friendliness. And if it's going to be something like that, or even with some proper QOL, then I, I can say it'll be a decent experience. But if they're really going to pride it that much on difficulty, they, they need to calm down with it a bit. Because that's just one thing, but make the game fun first before you try and kick people in the teeth. Please and thank you. Oh, fuck. God. Are you there, Ren? God damn it. I was muted again. Fuck Discord. Uh, as as I was saying, um, yeah, they were uh, talking about Kingdom Hearts like long ago, and uh, they revealed it before we actually got the time to talk about it on this podcast. Um, it was just out of nowhere, so I wanted to sort of go down the list and see what people's thoughts might be. I don't have anything to say about it because i've never played kingdom hearts so i have no idea uh anyone interested in kingdom hearts at all that wants to go first anyone going once going twice uh, i'll take it sure uh okay so kingdom hearts for um so from what i've seen in the trailer um i uh, i have not really played the series that i've Barely played it. Well, I played a demo of two way back in the day, so my experience with the series is kind of limited. But from the looks of it, it looks really good. Um, visually, it looks really gorgeous. Uh, uh, I know it takes place after KH three, and well, you know, Sora's in a different universe, and now he's trying, and Donald and Goofy are trying to f find him. And I know all the darkness and all that jazz. So yeah, but. Definitely those look really promising, though. Um, well, I do want to get into the Kingdom Hearts games at some point in time. Probably, like, eh, maybe, like, next year at some point. But, yeah, but for all the Kingdom Hearts fans, they, they get a dub. 
Lanos, I think you have to go second because I'm not sure where Justin is uh, at Fernal okay. Dragon. So. Okay, well, I um, I have a very long history with Kingdom Hearts. I can say I started from the very, very beginning. It has a very convoluted storyline, but this trailer looked fantastic for so many different reasons. And you're right, it dropped out of nowhere. First of all, they're calling it a different like name of the world, but let's be honest, it's taking place in the real world. At least that aspect of it. You're seeing the cityscape. It looks like Japan. Uh, and seeing the running around while the Heartless are coming out is a very nice change rather than some of the fantastical elements it's had previously. So I'm really, really curious to see how they're going to go about it. Two, the graphics alone as they're jumping from building and through the buildings is amazing. And I don't know if it's just the mere fact that they get to work with more of a real world setting. So it's a lot more... Uh, things they can pull from. But it's also showing that Sora's alone currently, and then Donald and Goofy are on their own as well. So there might be some more intertwining storylines to make it a little bit more uh, interesting rather than the party itself that usually runs together. So I'm really curious of what they're going to do with it. Like like a lot of these other trailers, they gave you just, just enough for you to like uh, take it in, but not enough to know what's going on specifically. Which, good for Square, they're dropping some really good trailers right now. But this looks really, really good and a nice departure from what they normally have been doing. So I'm really, really curious to see the direction they're going with this. But it looks good so far. Anyone else want to chime in on Kingdom Hearts 4 before we move on? I did not think they'd announce that so soon, not gonna lie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like after after how long three took and boy did it take a while. I really thought they would take their time with this one, but maybe maybe hopefully they get their shit in order and not have a long ass gap between games anymore. Just please. <laughs> I I have been with this franchise since the very beginning, back in two thousand two, and let me tell you, being a fan for that long makes you feel some things about how the series was going the entire freaking time. <laughs> so I felt some things when 3 was announced, and then I felt more things when I saw it was getting delayed because of a fucking engine switch. While it was for the better, fuck! <laughs> but thank goodness they're just sticking with Unreal, keeping it real with Unreal, and that's that. I just wonder where the hell the story is going to go from this point, because... Uh, the less said about the plot of Kingdom Hearts, the better. And this is talking from a guy who was sticking with this franchise through its worst. So, <laughs> uh, bring it on, Nomura, you son of a bitch. All right, any other folks uh, for Kingdom Hearts 4 before we move on? Going once, going twice. Soul to the Keyblade Hooker in Red. So... We're going to move on to Dragon Quest. Any sort of opinions on that? Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures was announced for Switch. Any opinions? Going once again, going to- Never uh, played I, the series, so I can't say. Uh, same. <laughs> I have, but I only have like brief thoughts because it's Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest comes out every freaking year. And this just looks like a more Pokemon version of Dragon Quest. <laughs> It's still very cutesy. It seems to be straying away from a little bit um, less serious. It's 
going a little bit more friendly. It looks good. It's just, and I like the fact that it's more like a monster system. So it kind of reminds me of some of the other um, RPGs that have been following that kind of direction. But I, I mean, only have so much. It, it literally comes out every year. It's it's Japan's favorite thing to release, but uh, it's Dragon Quest. <laughs> I mean, it's a side game, so it is going to be a little more stylized in its own way compared to the mainline Dragon Quest games. And if anything, I'm just glad to see Dragon Quest getting more recognition outside of Japan, because that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, as he mentioned, yeah, Japan is, like, super hard on for Dragon Quest, where... Yeah, people will have off just to fucking play the newest game. Never forget the release of Dragon Quest 3, by the way. There was even a side quest in Yakuza 0 that referenced that shit. That's how fucking popular it is. <laughs> and, and again, if this is just more of a way to get Dragon Quest to come out sooner in like Western regions compared to Japan, I'm all for it. Because Dragon Quest... For all intents and purposes, really damn good franchise when you get down to brass tacks. I mean, Eleven. Do I even need to say how Eleven just broke the mold for a lot of freaking people? I think it's like the most popular one in an already popular franchise, especially in Japan. Like, damn. But the problem with Dragon Quest now is just, again, it, they'll release it. They'll release it in Japan, fine, but they'll take a million freaking years to give it to America. And that's a problem for a lot of Western Dragon Quest fans, to which there's plenty of, especially after the release of Eleven, and hell, after the release of Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is just Dragon Quest in Yakuza form. A lot of people love both of those games. So... And they say that, especially like you know, with twelve and with the series moving forward after eleven, they want to bring these games out sooner in the West. And I love that. If this is just one step to finally make that happen, I'm all for it. Besides, the game looks nice. It kind of reminds me of uh, Dragon Quest Monsters. And since we never got the third game, thanks a lot, Square. I'll take this as a substitute as long as it plays well. Any other final thoughts on uh, question number eight before we move on? Actually, I can say something. I can say something real quick. Um, uh, the only Dragon Quest that I played was a first-person like sword wielding one for the Wii. The game was pretty fun, and the other one I, that was like a main title, which was I think it was Dragon Quest Nine, which was called Sentinel of the Skies. I actually nearly beat that game, but I got stuck at the end. Sentinels of the Starry Skies. That's right. It's been a, it's been a while since I played it. I nearly beat it, but I got like stuck or lost at the end, so I didn't exactly beat it. But I got pretty fucking close. The game was fun. It allows you to make and customize your own class and characters, which is pretty cool. And uh, basic of my knowledge, I know a little bit of uh, Dragon Quest Eleven because a friend of mine was in love with that game, and he tried to show it to me a lot. Never really got into it though, so that's about it. But uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. It looks nice. I've seen the trailer. It's probably not for me though, so that's pretty much all I got to say. Rocker, you were saying something? AK just said mm-hmm. it definitely looks nice. Everything, but until we get some more like gameplay footage and everything, I'm gonna hold my reservations on making a judgment. Because I got into the uh, Dragon Quest series back in. 
back when seven came out. And I played the ever loving fuck out of it. So I was I was I was hooked at that point. Then eight no wait, eight, no wait, not seven, eight. I that ah. I got started on eight. Then I played nine, which was which I absolutely loved just for the sheer depth that it had. All the all the customizable classes. They can take you can learn skills using with a different class. Sucks that we'd never got Dragon Quest Ten, which they seriously need to get off their asses. Give that to us. And then everything that's been already been said about eleven. Yeah, eleven is just beautiful. I ended up getting it on the uh first got it on the PC through Steam. And then a while then a while later I ended up getting a switch and I got the got the eleven the bigger boy version of it, the eleven S. And I've had hours upon hours of fun. And everything but yeah like i said i'm just gonna wait until we get more information like some more gameplay footage like a generalized plot and everything till i make my judgment but if it looks good i'll give it a shot if i don't like it i don't like it i'm not gonna utterly drop the series just because of one one fuck up but yeah overall it looks nice that's really all i've got on that okay so it is time for persona yeah, you never see it coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he already got the joke out of the way. You yes. never see it coming. <laughs> yep, Ren's favorite game, man. The game Ren is excited to play. Oh, God, that's on my head forever. I loved it, but God, it just and guess what? Fra- and guess what? That's that's going to be on Game Pass in October. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that's right. Woo! You know what to do, man. You know what to do. Play greatness. It'll change your life. This is gonna be a highlight. I'm being tormented by my hosts. Uh, but it is time to talk about the persona ports. Uh, I'm gonna let uh Mr. Andre go first. What are your opinions on them? Um not much to say, but you know, um yeah, these games are just amazing. Like um I haven't played Persona 3 in a long time, but I did play 4 like uh, ages ago, and I loved 5, obviously, and I'm really happy that these games are on like PC and Xbox, so now everyone can play them, but like I said before, these games will change your perspective of reality when you play them. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I gotta say on the matter, though. I'll let someone else take it. Justin? I am really glad that these games are now going to be on pretty much every major platform because now you'll have other people finally be able to get to play them, which been, which was kind of a problem for some of these games because uh, P3 Portable was stuck on the PSP, and uh, good luck with that if you wanted to like try and emulate that. Uh, I know... P4 Golden at least was on Steam, but still, you you have some people that, especially nowadays, just can't afford the best parts, nor find the best parts. <clears throat> Thanks a lot, Twitter. But now you're gonna have people that can actually play it, like if they have like a major console. It's all about it's all about money. You gotta, you gotta love that fucking money. And P5, I mean, oh, what I mean, what more can be said about P5 without grinding it to fucking dust? And they're. Porting Royal, which is objectively the better version of the game. 
as and on PC. I can't wait to see. The, I'm not gonna lie. Can't wait to see the modding scene. I hope that shit takes off because the the things that you could do, the things that you could do with that fucking game when it's modding scene, especially with the unhealthy amount of unused content in the fucking coding. But that's a whole other can of worms. Jesus. But I am really glad to see all these games finally be way more accessible to a much wider audience and i'm gonna say hey y'all do you hope you enjoy it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be some freaking weirdo on twitter like how dare you <laughs> no, i'm gonna say buy the game enjoy it hope you have a good time let me let me know and for the love of god stop harassing atlas usa now jesus christ it's on switch now shut up <laughs> Hmm. Sorry, I had to get that out of the way. Well, because if, if it wasn't me, someone else probably made the joke. Yeah, there's been uh, harassment uh, over that. That is crazy. Also, to also to to pe those people on Twitter, I'm a, I'm gonna give you some advice from our good good old friend Morgana. Go the fuck to sleep. Well, what about you? Uh, what about you, Lana? Sorry, how you feel about this? Uh, I love the fact that it is going to everything because now no one has any excuse to say they have not played the Persona series, which is uh, give it to Atlas. They are really just pushing it out lately with not even just the Persona series, but most of their other series. They're just bringing it. So it's just really nice to see this series not just being more Japan focused. Uh, so I don't agree that there should have been so much harassment on it because, you know, these things take a while to port sometimes. But you're getting all of the good versions. You're getting Golden. You're getting Royal. You're getting uh, Persona 3 Portable, which, by the way, is the one that I was excited about the most because it's finally, I get to see that. Uh, I get to see that version and I don't have to dig into, like, like my PlayStation, like, discs to be able to play this damn thing and to be able to play it just portable. These games are meant for that at least in my opinion just so you can just play them on the go and yeah i i'm very excited about this especially having all these good versions and them being on game pass good for you microsoft pulling that i didn't see that coming when i saw that announced during that i was just like what the world but yeah good good for atlas they're really just pulling their a game now they really didn't see that coming huh? i i <laughs> oh man damn it oh anyone else want to talk about persona before we move on to the last question i do actually go right ahead uh i'm very excited that now that people can play all the three persona games that weren't ported to other consoles after how many years but now people finally have no like like someone said no excuse to uh to pick them up especially if it's on game pass then you really have no excuse to at least try it out and uh to the folks on twitter i want to give you a bit of advice not everything needs to be on switch okay all right yes uh, the the port begging and and the sort of issues behind that are astronomical. Also, don't harass them. Yeah, don't don't harass the devs. Just let them take their time and do their announcements. I'm sure it, it it'll be coming. You know, just chill out. 
uh but that being said you know i'll try it out i i i am a greenhorn to uh persona i have not played any of them so this will be my first time getting into them as well as uh going back in the way back machine and seeing what i missed uh so that's gonna be a grand time after uh so much memes of me not playing the game so i finally have a chance to do it because i have game pass ultimate uh, but we're going to move on to the final question, which is Monster Hunter Sunbreak. So anyone with any opinions on that? So I can, Wait, select. can I just interject real quick. Good. Uh, Persona 5. Just a little quick tidbit about me. Uh, grow, uh, going through high school, not going to lie. I looked exactly like fucking Joker. Oh, Glasses and everything and hair. I was exactly the fucking Joker. And the school. Just gonna let you know. You know. You're gonna cosplay with the mask already. I know this. I can't do it now with my long ass hair. I look like fucking somebody. It could look like David from Outbreak. I'm not oh, sure. Actually, Austin, I gotta ask. Did you max out your uh, social links? Oh, God. <laughs> nope. Damn. I was the very much social anxiety kid in high school. I'm so dang. That sucks. There's always next time, so don't worry. But honestly, when it first came out, I just looked at Joker. I was like, is that me? And I looked at to my friend, and she was like, oh my god, you look just like him. I was like, yeah, I fucking know. But I would not hear the end of it until I grew up my hair a bit. <laughs> like, okay, I don't look like Joker anymore. She's like, fine. But, I, now we can continue. But any thoughts on uh, what is Monster Hunter or Sunbreak? I, I, I don't really have opinions on this, so I'm going to skip this. But I have played World, uh, so there is that. I do have that under my belt. But anyone else want to go here. Uh, I'm going to skip this, too, because I'm a noob to the series of uh, Monster Hunter. Uh, I will say I do have the expansion. I just haven't had time to play it because real life's a bitch. Uh, but from everything I've seen, oh, my lord. <laughs> better better clear better clear your schedule then there's it's quite a bit to digest and there's a friend of mine who is diehard for monster hunter and uh needless to say that's most of her switch play time now so <laughs> interesting i i know i i know i'm in for it i know i'm in for a fucking treat then <laughs> besides and besides you can you can pet the palamute and that's always good anyone else with any uh opinions on this um, Personally, could, could never get into it. I mean, the gameplay seems cool, but eh, too collecty for me. I'm more of a simple man. Okay, then. Um, my opinions, I guess. Uh, I played World a ton. I really enjoyed fucking World. Um, I w couldn't play uh, Rise or Sunbreak because I don't own a fucking Switch, and even they're on a uh, PC. I don't have a PC either, unfortunately. Sad face. But um, I'd be, I do be watching a lot of people play them actually, and it looks pretty fucking cool. A lot of the new skill sets they added to most of the uh, uh cl the quote unquote classes in the game been pretty uh pretty unique, pretty cool. A lot more mobility, and it just adds a lot to it. And if you're a fan of just killing giant fucking kaiju's comparatively to your character with a bunch of friends, highly recommend it. And that's all I have to say. All right, we're going to do the end segment. Uh, some people have asked me, hey, I want to jabber about the uh, Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise DLC that's coming out. 
Uh, so I'm going to give people 10 minutes to sort of have a discussion on that and, you know, tell us what you think of it and how everything is going so far, what your thoughts on what you've seen. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. It looks really good. Um, Stranger of Paradise is uh, it's definitely a great game all around. Um, if you're really into like the, if you really like Neo Combat and the Final Fantasy game, you're definitely gonna get it. Um, classism really makes this game super replayable with all the jobs you can take. Um, yeah, I know you're gonna take on Bahamut, so that's gonna be neat. Yeah, I've only seen a ton of memes where uh the main character jack or whatever he's just so dry and monotone and saying the most ridiculous stuff or doing the most ridiculous stuff i heard lincoln park on his ipod and i'm like this is amazing it's so funny and random but it seems so great to me and i do eventually have to get around to the game uh but once i do i have a hardcore feeling that i'm going to really enjoy it uh, I haven't seen anything about the DLC so far. This is like all Greek to me, but I'm pretty sure that more is better when it comes to something that people really do enjoy. Yeah. Can I interject real quick? Good. Mm-hmm. There is an update that's coming out along with the DLC that uh, that uh, you know you know the party that's with Jack, like in the trailers and the full game. Yeah. You get to play as them once the DLC comes out as mm-hmm. well, but the characters that are in the party you get to play as them as part of a free update which is cool yeah i saw that actually that's pretty neat because the only that... way to play those characters is uh through uh online co-op i i swear that's the devs being like hope you leveled them up motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i think giving more options and it's more fighting styles too and then seeing how all these people sort of interact with the uh world and everything that's always good and so uh a nice update on the developers at least i i think that if it keeps going like great and kosher and the dlc is good they could just continue to span on that uh anyone else have any yeah. final opinions on this uh yeah that's because stranger of paradise is a game that surprised the ever-living fuck out of me with how good it ended up being because we all made fun of it when it was first announced just like what the hell are we looking at over here oh like, absolutely what is this what is this crap what is this and no pun intended here bullshit but then then the second demo like i don't know how people thought about the first demo because i wasn't too into that but then the second demo dropped sometime after like one of the final trailers i ended up playing it myself and i was pleasantly surprised that i actually ended up buying the game later and it's again it's a very user friendly kind of neo clone it doesn't gatekeep you with any difficulty bs and just allows you to play how the hell you want to and good fucking god the amount of jobs this game gives you is nuts and this dlc is going to give you three new ones to play as it's like I, I, you done yet namora no he's not damn it <laughs> but i i'm excited for this it's it's uh right now three days away i can't wait to see how this is going to happen and um yeah, for uh, chaos. Oh god, the memes. <laughs> the memes, Jack. 
Literally. Oh, I, that I made it the fuck up. I mean, what did you expect from a game that's Team Ninja and Square Enix? What were you expecting? Because oh, <laughs> like, you knew they were going to do something weird. And like the mere fact that this is technically a prequel is just. And then now we're getting more jobs of how my God, this game. It was uh, already strange enough and amazing, but just this expansion is going to be great. Uh, another interjection. Uh, so some of the composers involved in this game were Uematsu, Soken, and Shimamura, and it shows. Goddamn, mm -hmm. those fuckers are legendary in this industry. That that music is like candy to my fucking ears. Good God, keep don't keep them away, away from the instruments. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a lot coming up. Like, there's even more that we didn't even get around to. Like, you know, um, I, I think it was one last thing, and that was just God of War. But it has a release date. I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out in November. So, inject that into my veins as I uh, smack uh, Thor over the head with his own hammer, and I play Strangers of Paradise really, really soon. I think that's gonna be super exciting. Uh, hey, li hey, Live Live is just for Friday as well, and that's the first time that anyone outside of Japan will get to play it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's finally it's happening. Also, and, and again, the demo legitimately impressed me. Also, a uh, quick interjection. Uh, the first demo, it was not that great. Yeah, I'm glad you played the, the later demos that most likely improved because it definitely felt like Neo. That first demo was not doing it for me. Okay, so they definitely took a fucking lot of the feedback from that first demo, and then... Oh, yeah. Later. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, we weren't happy. <laughs> Good. I, I, You see, I like it when they actually take feedback and actually use the feedback. Team Ninja does that better than a lot of companies these days, but that's another topic. Uh, also, Xenoblade 3 is... Did I say something? <laughs> you, you be so... There's so many RPGs coming out. There's so many of them. It's so <laughs> hard to talk about all of them right I'm now. Telling you, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. I'm telling you, we're eating good next year. Uh, I was a little bit sick. I hope nobody noticed that, but uh, we're going to find all these fucking gifts. <laughs> I'm finding all these fucking gifts. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro. <laughs> Bro. Austin, come on. Come on. What What are you doing with that last hey, one? Damn. So, with that. Jack's falling on hard signs, man. What the hell? Someone's twerking in the audience in the chat. All right. Bro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking Jack. <laughs> wait, wait. Why we love this game so much. Take that gift and play Shadows <laughs> Rising over it. Gifts and shit. Oh my god. I hate y'all. Uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> As we try to compose the podcast. I think Austin broke us. Yeah, yeah Austin Austin broke us. All right, we're going to be here for a bit. We broke someone. <laughs> oh god. Oh Christ. <laughs> so as we composed the podcast uh rocker was oh my god <laughs> mic attack uh rocker wanted to say something before we sign out and do outros one thing for me i'm i love any and all kind of rpgs but the one, one series that i've been really addicted to lately is the mass series I literally in the past Week, week and a half, I have completed three complete playthroughs from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 3. All characters, three different characters and everything. I'm just waiting for us to get more news on the next Mass Effect game. Because with the trailer that just popped out, it gives us 
we are uh, on a frozen planet picking up one piece of Shepard's visor thing. And I'm just waiting to see what else we're going to get. Because, like I said, I'm just a, I've recently been busting over Mass Effect. Yeah, if, um... Which is a series that doesn't really... I mean, it gets plenty of love, but it deserves more. Yeah, if they... Plus of that, because of Andromeda. That's yeah. what really killed yeah. a lot of the love Momentum. Uh-huh. But if they show uh, more news on, on the stuff and there's like an interest, I, I'd be down to do more RPG stuff. I, I think this is fun. So, uh, but we got to yeah, definitely out. be down for a mass. Yeah, that, that could be on the cards because I do have the legendary collection on Steam, but uh, we have to do these outros to sign out. Um, so we're going to start off with Mr. Austin. Where can we find you on social media? All righty. You can find me on Twitter as uh, Aki on austin underscore zero one that's gonna that's my twitter handler um i used to do twitch i'm trying to get back to there but it's a little while but uh right now it's just gonna be twitter all right next up is andre um you can so you can find me at twitter at uh, andre b venom um i do have a youtube channel that i've been using quite a bit and yeah, that's pretty much it and now if you excuse me i'm gonna go kill chaos <laughs> i knew that was coming you do that. Next up is Rocker. Well, I've got multiple things on Twitter. I am at Rocker six 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 zero zero six six. On YouTube, it's pretty much the same, same fucking handle. So I'm a simple bitch like that. And then, if you want to find find me and add me on Steam, feel free. If my fucking profile will load. My current running handle is bracket SKVR bracket tampon lollipops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, those are my three handles. My YouTube is pretty barren because I haven't posted any shit there in, in years. Hopefully soon I'll start doing new shit. And I'm a fairly frequent pop-up and uh, another member of the IAS uh, JoJo's woodshed and i fairly pop up fairly frequently in his streams so that's where you can find me all right so next is infernal dragon <coughs> fucking time <laughs> fucking timing here <laughs> that's what i get for taking a swig of my soda i uh, don't die on the shit i know has caught him <laughs> uh, <laughs> not until i punch chaos Oh god damn it. <laughs> Can't get the COVID out of the system. <laughs> Fucking cola. You this is right? my cola. Ah, uh, the COVID spreads to Coca-Cola? Oh man. You alright, Inferno man? <laughs> it was the fucking Gotta time. fight the cola, man. Gotta fight it. <laughs> fight the chaos. Bullshit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. saw Jack in Stranger and Strangers of Paradise too. God. Anyway, y'all y'all can find me on Twitter at Inferno Dragon 3D and on YouTube and Twitch at Inferno Dragon 343. Probably after I, I punch chaos in the face. Next up is Lanos. Well that was just chaos. Uh... Um, <laughs> you can find me uh, a lot of places, but you know, it's all consolidated. You can find me on YouTube under Lanos Meyer, you can find me at Twitch under Lanos Meyer under most 
social media, including Twitter and all those other little bits under the same name. And you can find me on Spotify because I'm a recording artist. So if you look and throw a stone, you're probably going to hit me somewhere. Next up is Connecting. Twitter, YouTube, under the same name as Google World Order. And I want to, I want to say one tiny little thing before we head off or before Ren goes. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Star Online 2, right? Uh, Sega, too little too late for, for announcing a PS4 port. Like I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna go into details on why I'm not. Uh, I'm not excited for that. But you know, censorship, rush content. Fuck that. You go, man. All right. So you guys can find me on Twitter at Operative underscore. You can find me on YouTube, Renegade Operative. Uh, recently just uploaded uh, the Silent Hill podcast on the Infinite Ammo Syndicate account. So go check that out. If you're interested in Silent Hill, check this out as well because uh, definitely when Final Fantasy stuff drops and more RPGs come out that gets people excited, we will have another round table and then talk about the reviews of uh, these games and how we feel about them. I think that would be interesting. So this is the IES signing out. Hopefully you guys have a good night and remember, go kill chaos and don't regret it. See you guys later. Chaos. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, no chaos.